a lot of times when you have a close group of friends, um, you kind of guard those friends. You don't want other people to penetrate the walls and become as close to one of your friends as you might think you are. Um, but that's an, that's kind of the opposite of what friendship should be. It should be an overflowing of love. I don't know if you guys have had that same experience, but it's kind of jealousy when, I don't know, I guess. I'd say, yeah, like, yeah. I'd say that's one of the elements of the broken world that we live in, that um, a lot of us, I mean, personally for me, I there was a lot of people who were those utilitarian friends for me in high school where it was, oh, yeah, we can, we'll go ahead and do this and, like, plan on everything. I'll get ready to get out there, go, and all of a sudden plans change. Someone else found something better to do. So, like, you know, I think that there is that element of the broken world that it it keeps you, like, wondering and getting protective of those things. But, again, once, you you know, maturing because of age and just, like, getting into those better relationships, you're able to see, like, okay, I see what's cool about Brady and, like, I will advertise Brady to the world. Like, if you go around and if Brady went around and, like, like talk to people to the rest of campus, like, if they saw him smiling and just, like, <laughs> joyful, happy Brady, I think we'd have a lot more people in this camp, like, at this uh, campus minister, this camp, campus church, and I think that there'd be a lot more people, like, not glued into their phones and not, like, constantly seeking those other ways of joy like mm-hmm. or false joy i think i well thank you thank you uh i actually resonate a lot with the uh <laughs> <laughs> with like the jealousy thing that you mentioned james because so what i i there's only so many hours in a day right and i would much rather have very deep intentional relationships with a few people than surface level acquaintanceships with several people. So I think, and I, I can think of very specific times when I have been like, maybe a little rude sometimes, yeah. but like very guarded of my time when it's in, uh, when it's when it's going to be spent otherwise with friends. So, and that's not, I don't think that's because I'm, guarding the friends from other people it's that i want to protect my ability to love them in an appropriate manner so like i was in a i was in a group last year and it was a very small intentional group um and we had uh basically someone else come into this group and i was like because mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was three people in the group, and we added another, and I was like, okay, you just cut my ability to love these other two people in in half, right, or a third, or however the math works out. And so it it took me a while to get on board with this this new person in the group, not because I didn't love them, but because it was taking away my ability to love the other people. I don't know. That might be selfish. No, no, I totally get that, and I'm going to geek out for a second, but... I'm currently reading The Paradiso, um, which is the third part of the <laughs> comedy. And there's a really interesting part. Yes, I call these people my friends. Clip that. <laughs> it's a very interesting part. In, um, they're in heaven. And as more souls are entering heaven, everybody is friends together. 
and they're rejoicing as more and more souls enter into that friendship because the love is multiplying. It's not being divided, mm. which I, when you were talking about that, I'm like, dang, that's in our fallen world. I feel like there's a fixed pie of the amount of love that can go around. There doesn't have to be that way. It can be like each person, you can form a special relationship with that person. It might not be as deep or as authentic as one of your super close knit friends, but I think viewing love as kind of a fixed, something that can only be divided, can't be multiplied, I think is an incorrect way of looking at it. I am guilty of this just as much as anybody else. And I don't know the correct solution because like you said, there are 24 hours in a day and we are very limited as humans um, to, to multiply that love to the best of our abilities. See, and I, I like to like in that discussion of like the pie and um, the certain amount of love that you can give, I kind of like to focus more on the, um, more Bible school oriented analogy of fill my cup and let it overflow because, you know, like, have you ever seen one of those, like, um, like a bartender will stack a bunch of champagne glasses and like dump it on top Mm. and then it'll just like fill the ones around it. I think that that's a, a way of seeing like our relationships with friends. And like, even if you're not like, you could have like a glass that's a gallon and then you could have a glass that's just like a shot glass for lack of better term for it. And you could have, so you have like these different things just cause you're dripping some into the shot glass doesn't mean you're not sh- drinking, like dropping more into the gallon glass. And it doesn't mean that you're losing anything either. Cause it's constantly flowing from the top. So I think that like, just because you're, just because you're putting like a little bit into these like acquaintanceships and um, into your acquaintances versus your like friends, it doesn't remove any of the value that you're putting into those acquaintances. And it's not like removing any of the value that you're putting into those friendships either. And it's not taking away anything either. I guess this is just from my personal perspective is more of a social guy. Like I like to, even if I don't know you very well, I want to still like warm greet you with that, that smile. Like I may be, I want to be a friendly person to you because I think that that's a good way to pick someone up in a bad day. So even if I'm not like your deepest friend, I want to try to act as a friend to you to be able to lift your spirits in some sort of way to be able to bring that joy out to the world again. Like, and there's a lot of times when I need help doing that. So I go to my deeper friends to like say, Hey, I'm really struggling. Like I am like, I'm putting everyone down. I am cracking jokes that should not be cracked. <laughs> like what you have a filter on what jokes you crack. Well, yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's what I think this little, I can't imagine what gets, uh, yeah. what gets denied. This I'm little terrified. pop filter here, I think does that does the trick for me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just like, some like I find myself just like putting people down and it's like that's not gonna that doesn't do anyone any good because you're just like draining from their cup and you're draining from your own yeah yeah so I think there is a difference between so I do feel very called out with the uh the the dividing of the pie mindset versus the multiplying like that makes a lot of sense and honestly I think like looking back 
think the reason I was so stuck in that divide the pie mindset was because that was a group to fill my cup up. That was like the close friends I would go to when I'm just, I'm empty and I need to be poured into because I think of other situations where my cup is full. Oh, you want to come play games? Boom. I don't care if it's a six player game. We're (laughs) going to get seven people in this, you know, like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I just, we're going to lunch and you just showed up. Come on. You're coming to lunch too. Like I feel like in those situations doing the virtuous and inviting and pleasant thing is, is, is fun and easy, or at least I'm at a point where it's fun and easy for me. But in those times where my cup is empty, that's when I'm get like, okay, no more. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I, right. I need this time. So maybe there is, because we're in a broken world and because we have limited capacity, maybe there is different friendships that require like, I don't, I don't want to say borders or guards, but maybe just special attention and protection. Well, I'd say even biblically, like Jesus had his, like millions of disciples, or I guess not millions essentially, but like he had, he had all those people who followed him around, like Galilee, and then he had his twelve apostles who he singled out, and even among them, he had his three that he really preferred: James um, and the sons of Zebedee. What is it? And, James, uh, John, John and, and Peter. Peter. Yeah. Gosh dang it. Well, I said even, James yeah. first. I meant Peter. Um, gosh, the, the Catholic in me is, <laughs> is just frying right now. So, yeah, so he had Peter as his, his main man. Everyone's got their main man. And then, you know, there's the branches where John and James, very important to Christ as well, but they weren't to lead his church, apparently. That's what God chose, so it was good. And so, like, but then there was the 12, and then from there were the rest of them. And Jesus loved and did great things for the rest of them. And when Jesus wanted to just give these love to these certain guys that he needed to give love to, he had those guys. And I think God gives us those guys as well, the people that he needs us and he needs us to be able to like fill each other up and get each other to that point. And I think he also gives us those people to fill. 